Hey, welcome back to the Hot Kicks Podcast. Carl, are you just gonna like make finger guns your weekly thing? Like why? Uh yeah, it just goes. Okay. I should add sound effects, but I don't wanna interrupt you. It's it's a little rude, so just being considerate. We've been friends for like two years and now you're choosing to be considerate. Alright, shut up and let's start talking about games then. Uh Man City versus West Ham. That's the Carl I remember. Okay, cool. Um, yep. So, like, there's a couple things with this game. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the effort by West Ham. And let's talk about the goat of the transfer window, <sighs> Jesse Lingard. I still can't believe you said Lingesi last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lingesi, Lingardo. Ling... <laughs> that was just... So... So I'm, you know, I'm kind of statty. I'm kind of like that. So I'm looking at my, my stats over here. Typical kind of city game, except 10 shots by city, three on target, nine shots by West Ham, three on target. Yeah. The only, yeah, two of the on target shots just went in for city. Yeah, but I feel like the thing with City is, despite what was happening, like, with that statistic, like, they weren't able to sort of get a hold of the game like they did against a lot of other teams. Like, they were able to against, like, Wolves. Like, they were able to against most of the teams in the Premier League. Um, But... West Ham really put up, like, a valiant effort and really, they put up like, a real, fighting real back. And it was literally until, like, the 70th minute where the tide swapped over from a complete, complete West Ham running of the second half. So it, it was very interesting the way that the dynamic shifted once uh, Stone scored. Speaking of Stones and scoring so kind of crazy little stat right here john stones and ruben diaz in 12 games together is it in the premier league or something like that yeah have conceded three goals and scored five they're center backs carl and also fun fact i think john stones looks better than laporte right now yeah John Stones looks better than a lot of center backs right now. But, like, Laporte is literally... When you're talking about left-footed center backs, it's pretty much Laporte. Like, he he is the ideal left-footed center back. Yeah. And then you have John Stones just filling in his position with no problems. Yeah, but, like... And you barely concede goals. But, like, sometimes... And you still have Ederson... But, like, hear me out. Sometimes, and it's really only sometimes, the partner makes the player. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I not, honestly truly I'm not that. saying it's Ruben Diaz is the reason for John Stone's. I think you have to play, acclaim I John think, Stone's success to Ruben Diaz. I don't think it's to Ruben Diaz. I think it's to Ruben Diaz's style of play. It's 
their styles of play work very well together. They it allows them to communicate very well together. What I mean is if you swapped Ruben yeah. Diaz out for a center back that played the same way, mm-hmm. Stones could perform in a similar fashion. It might not be as good because I don't know about their personal relationship and all that. Yeah. But like, you see what I mean? Yeah, I'm really yeah. impressed though the way that that back can really just hold against any team. You can throw on any left back, throw on any right back. You can swap out Cancelo at left back, right back. You can have Zinchenko at left back. You can so have I want to right talk about Jao Cancelo real quick. He's out of his mind. He's nuts. He is playing, and they so also have well. Mendy. Yeah, but the thing is but with like, Cancelo, he's world class on the right and the left. Yeah, exactly. That's the main thing, and they primarily need it on the left side because you have Kyle Walker. Despite Kyle Walker not being like the most technically skilled player, he's still fast tackle. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that's all he needs to do. Like, and mm-hmm. I know I just like didn't say anything but fast and tackle, but that's what he does: fast tackle. I mean, and... he's. He's a lot better than he used to be at playing the ball and connection play yeah. and build-up play, and he's a lot better at playing the ball in and overall creating. Like, he's gone in the proper direction of the modern fullback, but, but. at his core, he's still, I'm faster than you and I'm a better tackler. Yeah, that was, like, the main thing about Jordi uh, Alba. an incredibly good defender. Yeah, Jordi Alba does very similar, but he just has a little more finesse on the ball. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 to clarify, I say defender in the sense of, I mean, he's a great right back, but I mean just at defending the ball and defending and getting the ball off people. He's great at that. He's great at that. Yeah, he can yeah. play center back sometimes, but also he can play goalie. So we, we can talk about that. We <laughs> don't have to talk about that, so we're not going to. Um, but speaking of goalies that Carl doesn't like, we're going to move on to the uh, West mm-hmm. Brom Brighton game. Um, because that right, was just... Ju- just touch upon this. I, I hate I hate you so much. Ju- just touch upon this and let's move on. Okay, but there's actually like a big thing I want to talk about here. So West Brom scores. They're up. Later in the game, around the 28th, 29th minute, there's a foul. And Lewis Dunk hears a whistle, takes a quick free kick, and scores it. But before the ball went in the net, Lee Mason blew the whistle again, negating the kick and meaning they had to retake it. So VAR, so Lee Mason rules the goal out. VAR goes back and rules it a goal because he blew the whistle. And then VAR goes back in and rules it out again because he blew the whistle a second time. So, like... What was he thinking? Like, why? Like, Lee Lee Mason, I know you don't listen to this because, like, duh. Why would you? But, like, what were you thinking? And what I really, really, really want to know, kind of because of this, and I we're going to talk about this incident in another game later, but Luke Shaw brought it up, I think. I think it was Luke Shaw. Why don't officials face the media? Why don't referees? Very true have to go sit down in a podium and talk about the mistakes they've made. 
I don't know if it's always like if they have to like sit on a podium, but they should definitely have to. No, but what like, I mean is, what I mean is like sit at like a yeah like, in, have, interview have, have press have interviews press interviews yeah like when Klopp makes a tactical mistake, he he gets he gets ripped, and yeah. when a player doesn't play well, they get questioned. Yeah, Lee Mason got or, to go home and just wonder what happened. He he should have to yeah. explain himself, and I think, I think that it's really goes for every sport. Yeah, I think it's really interesting the way that UFC does it, in which they actually have what you're talking about, like a press interview for the referees afterwards as well, and depending on like their stature within the sport or like the match, which it was actually called for, um, will depend on how much scrutiny they actually receive. So I think it should be done in a very similar manner just because they mm-hmm. should have scrutiny against them when you're obviously miscalling games. And then I, I feel like it's a lot of personal bias. I feel like that that's a lot of refereeing. But um, I don't I don't know if there's actual personal bias. Like I I genuinely the only thing I can really think of is that so he blew the whistle for the foul. And then the wall got in place and da 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 and he blew the whistle again. And usually that means go. But in some cases it can mean stop, I have to measure out the wall and put the stuff down. So Yeah, like, I, I need to review the play exactly to remember what happened. But um Yeah, I I missed it live, and I was talking to some people about it in the DFO group chat, and, like, then I went back and watched it, and I, I mean, like, based on the way the whistle happened, I would have said, like, unfortunately, it should, it was a good no-go call based on how the whistle went, but he shouldn't have blown the whistle, so it should have been a goal, if that makes sense. It was yeah. an unnecessary second whistle, and yes. that was the main problem with mm-hmm. it, and he mm-hmm. should be seeing scrutiny by the media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Lee Mason, what were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, basically. That's my takeaway from that game. Um, also, I was right on this game because you thought Brighton was going to win, and I said it's really hard to come back from that late loss. Just, you know, because we're going to start keeping track of our predictions. Whatever. What, whatever. <laughs> uh, actually, shout out for another 1-0 win. Uh, Everton versus Southampton. Southampton, after after everything they've been through the past couple weeks, they still lost again, but they actually outpossessed Everton. So I, I, I'm very surprised by that. You so, just want to give that a quick shout? Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised by Southampton's play. And Everton, good win. Yeah. Because keep that fourth place away from Liverpool. Shut up. So I want to go to the most surprising result of the weekend for me. Yeah, by far. I was not expecting Arsenal to do this to Leicester. Yeah, Especially considering it... that Leicester scored early. And that usually gives you momentum. And then they got smacked. I was going to make a joke about uh, Sheffield United versus Liverpool being the most exciting game of the weekend, but, uh, whoa. 
but we'll actually go to the most exciting game of the weekend. Um, it was a great goal off the bat by Tielmans within the first like 10, 15 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then it was really when after that goal. Arsenal just turned it up and it was sort of scary from then on out and yep. they ended up with a 3-1 result. I, I don't know what else to say. Like I, it, the, these performances... the penalty was deserved. Uh David Luiz had a good header. Yep. Um Pepe had a decent tap in. Mm-hmm. Like they they all had good goals and they just played a very solid game, but their one player that I had... want to see more here, sorry. Uh, yeah. One Bef- person right. where I want to see more contributions from is just Odegaard, just because he was a signing, and I want to see. He just needs how a little bit more time. It's been a few games, just. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. So these performances have been there for Arsenal, but very few and far between. I think they're coming. I don't think they're coming hard. Like, I don't think they're coming for the top four next year. I know, I know, I said that. I realized what I said. Laugh at me all you want. Um, But (laughs) I don't think they're coming for top four next year. I think they could hit Europa League next year. Again, are they? I think they could. And then after that, I could see them. I could see them pushing for top four and just missing. And then after that, it's on. I literally see them next year pulling the Man U thing from, like, this season. Like, from last season to this season, how, like, they had that massive jump where they were, like, just touching upon top four. And then I think Arsenal's literally going to hop into the top four next season. I could I think see Arsenal's it. probably going to be, like... It depends if Liverpool's healthy again, because then Liverpool pushes a spot out of the yeah, top like, four. Yeah, like, I'm expecting them to be healthy, and I'm expecting them to make some kind of signings. I'll get to it, Yeah. what I want to talk about with Liverpool when we get to the game. But, yeah, but that that's a massive component to like try to recognize that. Um, yeah, but Leicester's going to be a top four contender. Arsenal is, Spurs is. So, I mm-hmm. I I if it's a similar table to the way that it looks this year, then I'll give Arsenal like a top four spot. But otherwise, uh, they're like fifth. Yeah. I'm I'm expecting a healthy Liverpool, so I'm giving. That's why I'm saying push top four and not make it. Yeah, and also I don't know if Spurs are gonna be healthy next year. We'll see if yeah. Harry Kane's able to stay healthy, if Son like is able to, if Bale is able to. Well, like, Bale, Bale's Son only really on loan. Have... Like Bale might not be there next year. Oh, I thought they bought him out. No, it's a season long loan. We'll see then. So, but speaking of Bale. Yeah. 4 0. Uh, Spurs over Burnley. Real Bale. Real, Real Bale, showed, Bale up. showed up. Two goals, assist. Was it Real Bale or was it Spurs round one Bale? Nah, it was Real Bale because it's from the Bale. winger, not the left back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, he just played an unreal game. He had an amazing assist. He had two great goals. Um, I don't know what more you would ask for from that performance. He had a great game. Yeah, he he had a great, great game. He's had a great stretch of games, actually. Bale's, like, in pretty fine form. Yeah. Which... Which... 
I'm a massive fan of him, so I love to see this no matter what. Despite him playing for Tottenham, screw Tottenham, but yep. love Bale. Yep, yep. And so Son assisted both of Bale's goals. Yeah. And then Bale assisted Kane's goal. Yeah. Like, Harry Kane is joint top in assists with KDB. Oh, uh, and third in goals. Yeah, he's a little um. How do I say this? Disgusting. But yeah. uh, don't don't look down on Bruno just because he didn't have any assists or goals last game because of the nil nil draw. He which hasn't we'll touch had upon he, in a minute. What does he? What does but, he have? What does he have? One goal contribution against the big six in seven games. Probably. Yeah. Bro. Think about the rest of our team when we're playing the big six teams. Like, the rest of our team aren't playing. You are well. a better like, roster than Chelsea. You're a better squad than Chelsea this season. I don't know about that. In every facet of everything. I mean, I they might have some that. better players in some better positions, but you as a squad are playing better than them. That is true. You're a better squad than Chelsea this season. Maybe not on paper, right. but on the pitch. They have better players in some positions, and we also didn't have Pogba. I know. Which is a massive blow, I know. especially with his run of form. Because he was playing out of his mind. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. So we're gonna um, we're gonna jump into that game. Um, yeah, might as well. So um, like I think I think it's mostly a tell of the way that Chelsea's currently playing, actually, more than a tell of how mediocre Man U is in, in this draw. Um, so, I think it's more of a tell of Chelsea really playing such a dominant game in this game, showing that they can beat second place if they actually finish chances. Um and the yeah, way I mean, that they overlap their... The only um, thing you outdid Chelsea on in this game was you had one more corner. Yeah. They had and more tackles, clearances, passes, touches, shots, shots on target, possession, less offsides, less yellow cards, and less fouls. Yeah. I think something tactically that they did uh, that's really interesting is the way that uh, N'Golo Conte would always be picking off on like the third or fourth pass in every uh, tiki-taka situation situation uh he was just always like mm-hmm. looking for the third or fourth pass and he was always getting it it was really annoying after a certain point when i was watching the game um it really frustrated me and then another thing that i noticed is the overlap with like the right wing backs uh, and the left wing back just like the wing backs in general overlapping and being like midfielders as well being like a right mid and a left mid uh, like they, it seems like they're playing a three back, but they're actually playing a five back, Chelsea. And I, I just find it really hard to break down. I think they're doing a really good job of defending as well as attacking. Yep. So, like, so man, you have their like formation, two good chances. Their formation's listed as a three four two one. Yeah, but it's kind of like. No, it it is. That's exactly what it is. But yeah. they alternate like those those right mid left mid roles 
as defenders as well because they yep. they swapped yep. out Hudson Adoy for Reese James at one point and then they were literally just dominating that entire game because it was Chilwell Adoy. You mean Chilwell Reese James? Yeah, Chilwell James. That's nuts. And that was just like that's defensively absurd and they get enough crosses in where it doesn't matter at that point. They so, showed tactically that they outplayed Man United and so, I give them props but I hate you, so... I want to talk about something involving United. Yeah. And it, it's not just this game. It's, We're signing Veron. We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> it, it's, it's how they perform in these games against the big six. Yeah. Manchester United in seven games versus the big six have scored one goal and conceded seven. Yeah. They have zero wins. Hold on. They have zero wins, two losses, and five draws. Your losses have come to Spurs and to Arsenal. Yeah. So. Well, it was almost Chelsea, too. Like, I'll give it to them entirely. Like, we had, like, two good chances. Like, you game. didn't even lose the city. You drew them nil-nil. You get what I'm talking well, about we're here? We're playing them on Sunday, so we'll see. I don't think you're going to draw them nil-nil this time. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I'm holding my breath. All right, but I'm um, going to say but, 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 yeah, just... no, I, I think it's just because of young talent and lack of actually, like, we have a lot of injuries on random days. Um we have random people in, random people out, and also, like, Matamne isn't fully, like, solidified in his role yet. We don't have Martial playing in a great run of form. We have Rashford playing good, but he's getting frustrated at so, points so of time. So, I'm just going to correct so you there. I'm the going to correct you there. What? Martial's not in a bad run of form. Martial's having a bad season. It started as a bad run of form, but when it's yeah. August... To March? Yeah, that's a fair fair point. I call him a fat pig a lot. Um he's he's uh, he's not a bad player, he's just not having a great year. But it's not a yeah, bad run of form. Think, it's it's an I think year. he should be a super sub. This season. Like well, I, I always thought he should be a super sub. I think that would be such a move for the team, but that that's another That's another altogether topic. Um yeah, all I'm talking about right now is lots of young talent. Uh, we need to really develop them. And we play them against these big sides. Like, you get to see, like, Daniel James and other players play. And I think it's just going to take a matter of, like, next year and actually bringing in, like, a, another major center back or something such as that. Because I think De Gea can still pull it off in goal if we have another. Uh, I'm just going to jump in real quick. Defense, but what? what what age do you consider a young talent? Like twenty four and younger. Okay, I would say like twenty three and like twenty two, twenty three and younger. I think the official. Yeah. Yeah, so Dan James is, like, on the edge of being a young talent. Yeah, exactly. He turns 24 in November. Yeah. 
I just so, yeah. Yeah, no, that like that's mm-hmm. entirely fair. They, yeah. But there's a there's I thought a he lot was older, people, so I looked it up. Yeah, there's a lot of people on that squad who who may not develop into what they should and we need to like see what happens because like they all have potential like mm-hmm. and no one on you, that squad does not have potential you have a very very rich history of promoting academy players like from within yeah and it's impressive i like yeah. to see it um but i we just need to see who actually works out yeah we do we do um and this is when we move on to liverpool versus sheffield move we're done talking about your team. We're done. We're done. I faded that graphic off. We're talking about my team now. Um, your team sucks. No, they don't. Whatever. Champions, um, Champions League, but we'll... Um, what? I like how you have to do that. <laughs> Regarding uh, Champions League hopes. Um, um, <laughs> no, nah, but so... My main thing, and I know you're going to bring up the center backs, but, like, I'm more focusing on the fact that eight shots on target. That's a lot more than usual. Their problem lately has been they haven't been able to capitalize on that, like, final third pass and all those, like, final balls to actually get those chances to become, like, big chances and get them on target. Um... Game could have been 5 0. Shout out to Ramsdale. And My name's Brian, and I hype up uh, a win against Sheffield. No, no, I'm just saying. Ramsdale had, Ramsdale had a great day, so I so can't I'm take not, anything away I'm not from you. Hyping up, I'm not hyping up the, the win. I'm more focused on the, how, the good how, parts, how they played the and how they looked. Yeah. Because yeah. they haven't been playing well against lesser sides lately. That is fair with their and losing and draw. seeing a game that right. could have been five nil makes me happy. It's refreshing. Yes, it's refreshing. Yes, Carl. Yes, it's refreshing. Sit, sit, sitting in second place is nice right now. Shut your mouth. Yeah, uh, sitting in the Champions League is nice. Yeah, um, well, getting eliminated from the Champions League is also funny. So we'll see when that happens. Um, I mean, it happened for you already. How's the Europa damn. League going? Um, Way to win. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, City versus Wolves. We touched upon this slightly earlier. Yeah, um, um, so first off, the scoreline of 4-1 is not indicative of the way this game was played. Nah, it it all ended in like the 80th minute, but Wolves actually was playing a very solid game. It was 1-1, and then was it, it Mares? Uh, no, it was uh, Jesus in the... It was Jesus, then Mares, yeah. then Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus had a beautiful finish uh, off of a deflection. So and... I just I just want to say... You're thinking about when you say Wolves played a great... Wolves played a very defensive game. They played the way they needed to play. It was 72... They played a great game! It was 72-28 to 28 possession. They had one shot on target. They had very few touches in the opposition box. They played City the way you need to play City. Yeah. 
but they lost 4-1 because City decided they were going to. Yeah, exactly. But like, City, and also City, Laporte was playing. City had almost 500 more touches. They had almost 500 more passes. I'm not like, saying that, like... City only had... I'm just looking at the way City dominated. City only had two clearances. Wolves had 26. Also, you still have to take me in quotes. Wolves played a good game against City. City had two clearances. Wolves had 26. Yeah. City um, had 10 corners. Wolves had two. Yeah. I, I think that says enough about everything. Oh, actually, there's one big stat I do want to talk about. Not big, more so funny. Um, Connor Cody uh, scored yeah. scored a goal today off of uh, – or not today. Yes, was yesterday at time of filming, right, or recording? Uh, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, yesterday at time of recording. So the ball came in. He dove, headed it past Ederson. It was his first goal since Wolves is in the championship in 2018 against Brentford when they had already earned promotion and he just got a pity penalty. Like somebody got a foul in the box and Nuno gave him the pen because he wanted him to have a goal. It was his first shot on target in his Premier League career and his first goal. So shout out to Connor Cody for that. He is a goat. Uh, I'm just really happy for him. Uh, Hopefully... He can do it again, but chances are it won't be anytime soon. So, yeah, yeah. So before we jump into right. pr- predictions, there, yeah, there has been over the last couple days in sports media some back and forth between two like icons of their respective sport communities, juggernauts, if you would say. Yeah. So so I'm gonna start with bringing in Zlatan's quote directed at LeBron James that came from some form of interview question. But basically, so he said that LeBron is phenomenal at what he's doing, but he doesn't, he basically, he doesn't like when people who aren't politicians get involved. He says, do what you're good at. He says he plays football because he's best at playing football. He doesn't do politics. So, and, and LeBron, LeBron responded. LeBron responds with basically, it's a lot to read in the quote that I put up here, but he's talking about how he he stands up for things that are wrong. He'll never shut up about them. He he preaches about his people and equality and justice, and his goal is to help people and. He also said in another interview that he's comes from a very educated mind. He knows what he's talking about. Um, and he tries to help people and tries to help things for what's going on in communities around the world. So, like, I don't he know. He talks from what he knows. He talks from what he knows. And he also, I think one of the biggest things that he said that I don't know why I didn't grab a quote of to put it on here. But he basically said... I will never just stick to sports. And these quotes are pulled from an article from The Guardian. Um, but I straight up, like, I'm, I love Zlatan, but I'm on the LeBron side here. Like, 
Yeah, obviously. In, in this Athletes, case, Zlatan just overreached his boundaries. Especially and obvious... because the American yeah. sports sphere is a little bit different than the European and the global sports sphere. Um, like, athletes have a lot more political influence and a lot more of a voice, I think, in some instances over yeah. here. Um, also, I found it a little bit hypocritical. Considering that Zlatan spoke out against Swedish media for not giving him, as he thought, proper coverage because he doesn't have a traditionally Swedish last name. Um, so there's that. So he, he calls racism on one thing, and yet he doesn't think LeBron is fighting for anything useful. But yeah, and then whatever. he doubled down. On his quote. And yeah. he basically was just like, I, you should stay out of it. He goes, athletes unite people. And we, politicians divide them. He's like, we should do our jobs as athletes to, and this is all paraphrased, but do our jobs as athletes to unite and not be divisive. Yeah. But like, you got to use your voice to help people if you can. That's that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where I stand, you know. And that's the main thing LeBron is standing for in this case. He's not like fighting for anything that isn't like out of reach for him. He's fighting for like actually viable things that can benefit communities, just like his school and stuff. He's just being a good role model mm -hmm. for the youth of America and actually the youth of the world. So. I really appreciate what he's doing, and Zlatan shoved a foot in his mouth, so. Stuff happens. Pe also, people like, say whack things LeBron, nowadays. LeBron said it. He comes, so, very, he comes from a very educated mind. It was so well-worded. It's just, it's, it was Zlatan's, just so... Or not, not Zlatan. LeBron's not the person I'd want to say anything about. When he has time to prepare an answer, it's golden. And when he doesn't have time to prepare an answer, it's pretty close to golden almost every time. LeBron was so delicate with what he said. He did mess up, so I have well to say, to, to be real. He did mess up with what he said about the whole Houston situation. But we don't need to focus on that. We should more, honestly, focus on the football. Yeah. Um, but All right. we're just on the LeBron side on this. Time to get into Use your voice to help people, but time to get into guessing for this week. And we have Wait, two on, less on. games to guess from. Are you just calling it guessing or are you predicting or educated guessing? Or is it just straight up? It's just guessing. guessing. All right. Guessing. Yeah. So we got we got two less games to to guess because um Burnley and last time of recording and playing. Yeah, at time of recording, Burnley and Leicester are currently playing, and so are Sheffield and Villa. Yep. Um, and, and then, boom. so, the first game we're going to talk about for coming up is uh, Palace United. Yep, so, of course, I'm going to take United 3-1. Uh, 3-1? Yeah. I'll go 2-1 United. I'll go 2-1. 2-1 United. 2-1 okay. United. Uh, next is going to be Spurs Fulham, which I will be taking 3-1. Three, 3-1. One. 
I don't know why, but something in me said 1-1 one, one draw. All right, all right. I, I, I don't think it's right, but it's the first thing that came to my head. It's so something. I'm going to gut it. So gut feeling. All right, Everton. I'm going go, to go first on this one. 2-0 uh, Everton. 2-0? Yeah, I like the way they're playing. Um, I'll give it a 1-0. One, 1-0? Oh. One, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chelsea, Liverpool. You want me to go first? You have to go first. I do have to go first. I genuinely think, considering that everything I'm reading says Fabinho and Allison are going to be back, um, and there's still a chance that Jota can come onto the pitch, I think Liverpool can take this game 2-1. Wow. Straight up. I give it Chelsea 3-1. I I think... I don't think Chelsea's putting three goals past them. Um, uh, that is fair, actually. I'll give Chelsea 2-1. I see it being 2-1 either way, but I truly think it can be Liverpool. I, I think <laughs> if Jota comes back for this game at some point... It's just kind of another dynamic that's like, whoa. Yeah, on offense, that definitely is revolutionary. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's look at Arsenal Burnley. Arsenal Burnley. Who you, or you want me to go first? Yeah, you, you, can, you can take this one. 2-0 uh, no Arsenal. I might go 3-0 no Arsenal. 3-0 no Arsenal. They're okay. playing well. Sheffield Southampton? No, no. No, no. No, no. I'll take a 1-1. One, one. I'm excited for uh, this one. Villa Wolves. Villa Wolves. I'll go first. Uh, I'm taking 2-2. Two, 2-2? Two. Two, two. Two, two. I'm sorry for the long pause, but, like, I just really don't know. <laughs> Biggest question of the century so, right hold here. up. Type in my prediction 3-1 Leicester over Brighton. Bro, um, okay. It's the next game. It's it, I, I got that one popped into my head first. Um, and now... now I'll take 3-1 as well. Now oh, okay. I, got, I got 2-1 Villa. 2-1 my, Villa? My brain works weird. I thought of the next prediction before, and then I had to go back. All right, West Brom, Newcastle. Poor West I'm Brom. Gonna... They have to play Thursday and then Sunday. I mean, so does Liverpool. I'm taking 1-1. One, 1-1? One. One, one? Yeah. I'll, ta- I'll take a 1-1 one, one there. I think that's reasonable. And then I'm going to take Liverpool 2. Maybe 3-1 over Fulham. 2-1. 3-1. See, my issue is it all depends on how they play against Chelsea. If they win the Chelsea game, they're going to smack Fulham, I think. I'm taking 2-1 over Fulham. You're taking 3-1? Yeah. Uh, for the Man U, Man you City have to go game, first on this one. I'm 1-1. One, one. What? Shut up. Go. I'm a realistic person. I'm not going to... Three you or four... You just the stat. I know, but City's been different since that last game. Okay, so you want four? 
for three one. Now. Three one. Three one. Three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Okay. Uh, Spurs Palace. Two one. You Spurs. go first. Two one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I will give this one two nil. Two nil. Uh, yeah, for Spurs. Uh, Chelsea Everton. This is a good one. This is a good one. You want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. I think after Chelsea beat Liverpool, shut up. Everton beat Chelsea. 2-1. I think after Liverpool beat Chelsea, Everton also beat Chelsea two one. See, I think if they if they lose, they're beating Everton. If they win, they're losing to Everton. Nah, I think I think it'll be a double. You think, result. It's, you think it's the opposite? I think yeah, I think it's win win or lose lose. Fair, fair. All right, and then the last game of the weekend that we're gonna discuss before next week's episode is going to be West Ham versus Leeds, the the massive game of the century. Lingard versus Bamford. Who's gonna win? <laughs> Did you just say Lingard versus Bamford? I'm yeah. honestly like, if you really want to talk about a player versus player matchup in this game you know where i'm gonna go with this do you no i was gonna go fabianski and melier Ooh. who has a better game melier is gonna have a better game you could also look at how calvin phillips and declan rice interact with each other in the midfield I think that's the bigger matchup. Uh, I mean, yeah, because they're both midfielders well, playing in the same space. You, you need to say this one because I said the last one. <laughs> I think 3-1 West Ham. I think West Ham's legit. Damn. All right. I have an upset on my hands with a 3-2 win by Leeds. Okay. Yeah, I'm expecting a late win by Leeds. Okay. So that wraps up our predictions for this week. Uh, and I think that wraps up our episode. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it does not. There's oh. one thing that you want to talk about that we didn't get to that I said you get to talk about later. Veron's going to man you. That wraps up our episode for this week. Okay, uh, sorry. no. Uh, I'll be no. serious. I'll be okay. serious. Okay. Uh, um, so, so, Rafael Veron is apparently going to deny his contract extension at Real Madrid, and mm-hmm. Man U is the number one suitor in order to actually reach him. Another thing that was just released in news while we were recording this episode um, Holland is going before, to be. It was, it was before. before. We, before we start recording, the news is Holland apparently is between like six clubs. It's, and he denied Bayern. It's and no to Bayern and Chelsea. He doesn't yeah. want an intermediate step, and he thinks Chelsea's an intermediate step and not a direct top club. Um, sorry, Paul. And at Bayern, he doesn't want to be a second. Exactly. Fiddle. But this comes out of build, which, according to everything I'm reading in all the group chats and all the Instagrams and all the communities I'm in, is kind of like German Sky. In terms of it's yeah. not always super reliable. So. But we'll see. We'll see. But I wanted to jump back to Veron because. Obviously Liverpool will be in the running for that also. Yeah. The two main suitors that were listed were. Manchester United and Liverpool. Both need center backs. So um, I think for Liverpool. 
it's all gonna depend on how Ozenkovic plays. Yeah, but I don't think you you try to buy Varon then. If, so for, if you're really waiting on the wave for Kabak to play, well, Kabak's on I loan. Kabak's on loan. What I mean is Kabak's on loan, so it depends on uh, if Liverpool decide they want to buy him, yeah, or send him back to Shock. Because uh, it's because you're also not you don't have to buy Varon. You just have to pay his wages and pay a signing bonus because it's a free transfer. Yeah. Oh no! Nah, is, no, his, no, his contract's it's not, not a free up. Transfer. His contract's not up His this summer. His contract ends in 2022. Oh, it's 2022. I misread that earlier. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So they would have to buy him. So I mean, he would be dumb expensive. Yeah. He would be. I, I dumb don't know if he expensive. has a re- release clause or something, but he would be stupid expensive, no matter what. Does he have a release clause? Let us check. I'd presume not. No, not. Not that I can not see. one listed, yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, that's actually going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Hopefully, Manchester United are able to get Rafael Veron, uh, from Real Madrid. Hopefully, Liverpool can get Rafael coming um, in from Real Madrid with a replacement for all of our injuries. Uh, thank you guys for yeah. tuning in this week. Check us out on our Instagram at the High Kicks Podcast, Twitter at High Kicks Pod. We got. YouTube, IGTV, yeah. uh, website, highkickspodcast.com. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. All right. Adios. Adios. Much love.